on this episode of the AIE Podcast. Are you twitching for more AIE content? Boy, do we have you covered. Come take a balloon tour. Final Fantasy XIV is going mobile. Coppin, we need more ships. And we have Max and Seema here to talk to us about AIE in Star Wars The Old Republic. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 297 of the podcast celebrating you, the Alea Yakta S gaming community, the Die Has Been Podcast. I am Yukau. And to my leftish, kind of northeastish, westish, is McCullough. <laughs> um, so yeah, my craft sprawl's taken over the guild kitchen. Hope you all like gears and keys to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and to her right and down is Tetsemi. Uh, may the force be with you. I think I got that right. Sounds yes. Right. And or may it of... serve you well. Depends on which side you're on. Mm-hmm. And speaking of force, this week we are joined by special guests Max and Seema. Who are here to talk to us about AIE in SWOTOR. Welcome. Hello. Hello, and thank you for having us. Always happy to have you. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And speaking of having you, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, go around and ask how everyone's real life has been going. Since, you know, we're all into the online gaming. How's everyone's real life going? We'll start with, yeah, we'll start with Mikala. So, um, as you know, because you're coming to visit us, mm-hmm. um, Phoenix Fan or Comic Fest is Memorial Day weekend. This means since we last podcast, I've made 11 individual necklaces, uh, 16 Hogwarts house necklaces, several dozen headbands. I've updated my spreadsheets, um, have now organized all of my crafting materials. And yeah, so that's my real life. Um, It's pretty much obsessed with that. Uh, Gaming life, of course, rolling lots of dice. As I should be uh, virtually and in our table in front of in front of us on Monday nights, and this Monday we actually start a short um, mini ser- um, Cities of Mist campaign. Um, but instead of doing the City of Mist, we're actually doing a Marvel uh, Marvel Ultimates game in the timeline where uh, Reed Richards went evil, and where the Arizona Avengers, but we're working for him. Ooh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time, um, and so we kind of we're getting ready for that. Uh, helped uh, Dan Kenya um, and Elkars with their character sheets, um, and we're, we're we're ready to go. So I'm excited about that. that sounds exciting. Yeah. And then how speaking of the spreadsheets is how are you doing, Tets? What's you been doing in real life? Uh I'm doing well. Uh I finished up getting the third of four displays made so Makala and her partner Vakella can display their headbands at Comic Fest. Uh I just have to build the legs. Um I modified some uh hinges that you would normally use on a 
like a little jewelry chest or something like that as display legs. And uh, so I have to put those on the last display and get that set up. So they'll have four displays for all the headbands. So that's fun. Um, but in gaming, I've actually been hanging around a lot in uh, SWTOR. Max and Seema can't get rid of me. Uh, <laughs> I have been uh, doing a lot of conquest. There's a, there's a ton of... I'm actually doing a lot more conquest than I thought I would with the revamp because the revamp has actually turned out to be better than I thought it would. So, yeah, culpa, I'll, I'll, you know, eat my own words on that. I didn't think it was going to be that good. It's actually, I think for the guild brought the guild closer together, together and made everyone more active on like, Hey, here's a common goal we need to do every week. Let's all pile on to see if we can do it. So yeah and and won't spoil the the news i'll let max and Sima talk about it but uh we hit a conquest goal that we didn't think was gonna probably happen with the new conquest so uh that was that was fun uh, i ended up getting i think two of my characters to on the pub side to uh their personal conquest goal this week so that was fun um and then we are kind of raiding in the lull that is the WoW uh, expansion wait right now. Um, there's rumors the PTR is going to be out s- soon. Not soon, TM, but soon with the pre-event um, leading up to the expansion. Um, we're in the beta. We've got uh, two guilds running in the beta, and we've got people that are logging in and playing on that. So that's been fun. Um, and then waiting for the Monday night game. Uh, McCalla mentioned so um having a lot of having a lot of fun um star wars is definitely keeping my interest i i'm anxiously waiting the roadmap to see where we're going because nathema's out we're done now what that's what i want to see so that's what i've been up to and then to our special guests we'll start with max what have you been up to so yeah, I've been out here in the western suburbs of Chicago experiencing the the one day of spring that we had. So <laughs> last Saturday and Sunday, it was still freezing temperatures uh, in, in the mornings, especially. Um, Monday, it was 70 degrees, and then it was 80 on uh, uh, in the in the 80s on Tuesday. Mm. Um, it's, it's back down a little bit now, but yeah, it was it was like <laughs> one, the 80s. Oh my gosh. Um, 80, 85, um, <sighs> right, right up there, but yeah, it's been great. I've been out running quite a bit, uh, which, which I do all the time, but getting outside and being able to get in the fresh air, um, that has been really fun, making me go a little bit faster and longer, but then making me tired as a result. <laughs> um, Imagine. Yeah. Um, I, in, in game, I sort of in all the games or across the games, not in any particular game, I've been doing a lot of looking into how, streaming works and getting that set up for the guild a lot of people have been streaming and now we've revived the aie guild official twitch channel uh, we're starting trying to put some tools together to allow all of our aie members who stream anything to be able to to sort of promote and amplify their content and then to allow our stream our aie people who stream aie stuff to be able to host on the on the official channel and show off what's going and all going on in all the games, so that's been pretty interesting and fun. Um, we obviously have been using Twitch for quite a while, but getting into learning what a community is and what a channel hosting is and auto hosting and how all of that works has been fun the last couple of weeks. The Meta Twitch, 
Yes. 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 Twitch of twitches. Anyway. <laughs> As we hear that voice, Seema, uh, what have you been up to in real life? Well, here in Maine, it's spring also. And the way that we can tell that is you can start using your front door again. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously the snow has receded and, you know, you don't have to actually shovel to get to the front door because everyone uses their garage doors, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so... We have had our one day of spring, and oh my gosh, it was glorious. I mean, it was <laughs> blue sky, sun, but yet breezy. Oh, and it was fragrant. Oh, beautiful. And we've had, we've had day lilies and other kinds of lilies, the early flowers. And I think we'll have, I think we're going to have a long spring this year. Spring for us is like mostly rainy and muddy, but I don't know, it does start to turn green and little buds come out on the trees, and it's, I don't know. I love it. But um, yeah. However, I did think about turning the heat on today. So it's, it's variable. (laughs) I'm freezing today, (laughs) but we'll have, we'll have warm days and we do get weather up into the eighties in the summer too. That sounds pretty. Um, Yeah. Um, Other real life notes. I was trying to think what I could tell you about real life that was interesting. And I had a hard time coming up with anything. (laughs) I think I need to, get more more into my life and less into my virtual life. No, as long as you're... Hey, virtual life is sometimes where the friends are and where you have fun, so... I thought I might tell you guys something you don't know about me. Uh, Many people do know this, including Max, but that is that I have a cat named Max. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes. And a friend of mine um, sort of adopted this feral cat in her neighborhood, and she had litter, and she was raising the kittens, and she says, I have this cat for you. Um, I think he's just the right personality for you, and his name is Max. And I'm like, well, okay. One of my best friends' names is Max. That seems, that seems like fate. Fate. And when she gave me the kitten, she's like, "Are you going to change his name?" I'm like, "No." no. Is no. he gray? <laughs> he is gray. <gasps> and he's got such a great personality. And yeah, That's Max. That's awesome. And then this Max the Gray, a, our Max here, he's learned how to tell the difference between when I'm talking to him and when I'm talking to the cat. <laughs> yeah, oh, when she yells at the cat, and then I, yeah. I wonder what I did wrong. <laughs> I thought for a second you meant really like confusing. the cat Max. I'm like, wow, he's so smart. I'm like, oh no, he's specified Max Gray. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Max the cat. He thinks him. everything is about him. Of course he does. He's a cat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. the cat. Cat. Yep. It's like pirate. I know. And Seema, what did you get to do on Tuesday night that you really enjoyed? With a certain boss. <laughs> Tuesday night? Wasn't it mandatory fun night? Was it this Tuesday or last oh, Tuesday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, yes. <laughs> last Tuesday night, we killed Xeno Analyst, not the Eyeless. Yeah. I, I said it wrong on the podcast. <laughs> I've already been corrected for that. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> That's okay. All right. <laughs> and you, what have you been up to? Yes. Oh, me? Well, uh, let's see. The latest thing is yesterday I finally joined everyone else and we went to see the Avengers. Ooh. So so we're we're still taking that in. I saw your wife's I saw your wife's Facebook post. Yeah. <laughs> she seemed to be a little a little numb by the when she posted. Yep. Yep. It's it's one of the things where it's 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 just there's a lot to take in. There's a lot of lot of ramifications of what happened that you have to figure <laughs> out. There really is. I mean, it's fabulous, and I enjoyed it the times that we saw it. But yeah, there, there's a lot there. 
Yeah, I'm just the the most the thing I'm most excited about is the fact that now we don't have to dodge spoilers anymore. Right, right. Especially from from a certain SJ um, that seems to have a problem with that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so so now we're in the know. Um, however, we do actually need to dodge spoilers right Scott now. Johnson. Max hasn't seen it. Yeah, I see. Well, I've, right. But we mean, I, I've, by SJ, we mean Scott Johnson, not Samantha. Oh, James. okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. wait, wait, wait. SJ's yeah, boiling? Yes. That's not like, yes. Okay. Scott yes. Johnson, no, no, no. not Samantha yes, James Jordan. Yes. yes. The, 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 the infamous Johnson pulling. Uh, yes. Or, uh, which, which is actually two meetings, but in this case, it's the, the, uh, it, it, yeah. it, it, it <laughs> is the Scott Johnson spoiling stuff for everybody. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and then other than that, um, I um, actually uh, last few days been spending a bit more time in Final Fantasy. It's, it's been a while because before that, I was spending a lot of time in, in ESO. Um, trying to essentially get prepared for the upcoming expansion. So I ran through Morrowind again, which was the last big expansion, and uh, also did some of the... Um, there's uh, some precursor quests uh, about what's coming in the next expansion, um, having to do with the Mage's Guild and the, the Sigic Order, as they say. Um, so I was kind of catching up on that and just kind of leveling. Um, we, you know... We, We've talked about it off and on about how once you get to level fifty, there's a lot of there's a champion point system where you kind of you kind of grind like your it's it's just like Swotor where you have like that that overall level of your account and you're you're contributing on whatever tunes at max level and Swotor I think goes a step further and you still contribute to on your lower level characters, don't you? I think that's the so, case. Yeah, so the, sort of the champion level type system in Swotor is per character, which oh, which has okay. its downside as well. In I'm ESO, of, it's at the account level, which is sort of cool. I'm thinking of the legacy system is account wide. Yeah, leg- legacy is, but now we've got the yeah. the command the command yeah, ranks. Command. Yeah, and command ranks get you yeah. the tiers of gear, and yeah. so it, ESO it I ESO I, I do like that it does it does keep counting even after you sort of hit the caps on on yeah. when it's useful to you. You can yeah. keep counting forever. It it's an exponential curve and mm-hmm. it takes longer and longer to get there, but yep. uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, it, and it's kind of interesting. And when I've been leveling like, that main character, I'll go to my alts and suddenly it's like, Oh, you have a bunch of points you need to put to wear. So you, like the, the, the work you're doing on your main character is actually helping even your low level characters because they yep. get a little bit of a, a stat boost too. So I was kind of focusing and trying to get leveling there. I got that finally to level 80 um, and then finished Morrowind and finished the Sigic Order um, quest line. So I thought it was a good time to kind of just take a break and not burn myself out. And so I've been doing a bit more of Final Fantasy XIV um, to, to get back into that. Uh, they have some stuff we'll talk about later in the show. Um, and other than that, uh, one of my uh, raiding groups um, finally got Heroic uh, Argus down. So Congrats. We are, oh, nice. Congrats. Yep, so we are ahead of the curve, or at least I am. Um, and so it's been, that's been fun. Now it's, it's, we've definitely hit that, that, you know, pre expansion lull where everyone's just like, okay, we're done. Let's just fall apart and forget that we have stuff that we're supposed to be doing. So, <laughs> so that's been fun. Um, other than that, um, yeah, just lots of gaming here and there. Um, so that's probably about it for me. Oh. All righty. But uh, we definitely have more to, to say here and there. Um, let's go ahead and cover this week's news. AIE News. Okay, in community news. Um, AIE is now active on Twitch, and the community is going to be streaming more often. 
check out uh, Twitch Twitch TV communities slash AIE Guild. Plans are in the work for hosting AIE community member streams. Keep an eye out on AIE Guild site and in Discord um, in the hashtag content dash creator channel for more information and opportunities. And speaking of AIE streaming, uh, New Braid um, runs, as we well know, every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern, and they also stream. The only requirement is that you're up to level 110 and you want to have fun with a whole bunch of the wacky AIE folks rating. Spots fill up fast. Make sure you're there on time. If you have any questions, I'd contact uh, Dan Kinia. I hear she uh, herds the cats around there. So the, the, the key word there with the Twitch streaming is there are the, the channel. I sort of mentioned this in the beginning. There's the channel. There's the community, which is sort of like a, a tag that anyone who's streaming on Twitch can tag the AIE community and say, hey, this, you know, this pertains to the AIE community or I'm part of the AI community. You can watch mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. We also have then have the channel and Discord. And the channel and Discord is content creators. And that's not only Twitch, um, but anybody who's in AIE who's streaming anything and, you know, cr- sort of creating content on Twitch should certainly put, post their streams in there. Um, but that's also for anybody who's doing blog posts or creating art or doing writing. We've got a lot of creative people all across the guild. So it's fun to have that content creators channel going. Um, so we are going to fill up that the official AIE Guild channel with videos, video on demands. We're going to be doing some hosting and then we'll be doing official streams. Uh, After the show tonight, we'll do a a Sunday night stream um, that will focus on the kinds of things that we're talking about on the podcast that I will host. And so tonight it'll be all about stuff going on in Star Wars and we'll sort of show off more of of what gets talked about on the podcast. Awesome. Um, Including our guild ship. Including Ooh. our guild, yeah, we'll go to our guild ship. We'll show off how how that works and why that's interesting. We'll show what we did with conquest and how you go about messing around with some of that. And then we'll probably pull in anyone in Discord who's hanging out and anyone who wants to to come play with us. And we'll maybe we'll find something fun to do. Awesome, awesome. So while we're waiting on Tet stuff to catch up with us, uh, do you want to actually tell us what you guys have been doing on the podcasts, the last two podcasts? Sure. Seema, do you want to do you want to kick that off? What did what did we <laughs> bring up my notes? <laughs> yeah, right okay, here. Well, we, have, we have some notes the right fourth. there. Well, let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about May the Fourth to start. Why don't you kick yeah, it off yeah. with that? So yeah, this past Friday was May the Fourth, um, and if you were alive at all and had any presence, touched the internet at all, you knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for uh, Escape Podcast, instead of uh, recording on our normal night during the week, we we changed it to Friday in order to take advantage of May the 4th. And we uh, did a run-through of the new Flashpoint in Sotor, which is called Nathema, mm-hmm. which was really fun and really interesting. And we had a guest, one of our guildies, Zen, run with us. So um, we want to get back into doing that more, having third person there. Neat. And um, one of the one of the cool things about the setting of this flashpoint Nathema is it's previously a planet that had been just killed off. But mm-hmm. when you go back to it in the time of this flashpoint, it's had life injected into it and it's starting to grow back. So there's plants and there's creatures and stuff. And I thought that was a really interesting concept. And um, I joy, I really liked how the flashpoint looked. I'm, uh, I'm it was green. It's- it's uh, it's it is it is well liked. Our one of our Canadian officers, Apples, in the chat room, he's invented a new hashtag and a 
and a uh, a phrase for instead of rage quitting games when they're mm-hmm. actually really good, he he calls it a cheer join. That's perfect. Oh my god! <laughs> so you, we're you all it, cheer joining Star Wars because this uh, this content's pretty good. Um, Simi, you made you made the awesome. comment about um, May the fourth. I just got a, a tweet from a friend of mine on Friday, and it was just in all caps. It's May twenty fifth. I'm like. Clearly, somebody wished him Happy Star Wars Day one too many times. <laughs> he had to go off to me, knowing I would understand his rage. <laughs> yes. So, uh, Escape Podcast 240, which was two weeks ago, they continued to play through the Sorcerer class story on Belsavis, and they talked about in-game events and what else they'd like to see as an in-game event. Woohoo! Cool. Well, that all sounds interesting, and but in the Yes, so area. Um, they've decided to start doing their own mandatory fun nights on Fridays, um, and uh, the Duras has kind of taken lead on streaming them. So uh, see, you'll have to look forward to seeing those on Fridays. I believe that's they said. Uh, what is that? Eight to ten central. So about that. Yep. Yeah. So uh, if you want to get in on the ESO fun, if you've ever bought the the base game, uh, you don't need the subscription. Jump in and you know have fun in those mandatory fun nights. Oh, I see what happened. I okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I messed up the notes there somewhere. No, that's, that's okay. Uh, uh, of course, to compete with the new ESO fun nights on Fridays, um, Final Fantasy XIV also has their mandatory fun nights on Fridays. Um, it's uh, not quite as active there because they're they're in their own content lull. Um, but we'll have a little bit no- uh, news uh, later on about what they're going to be seeing soon. But uh, you can watch Abavan as he wanders through Heaven's Ward, um, he's, which is the previous expansion to the current. Um, and he's been streaming that on his Twitch channel. Um, so uh, you'll be able to see that. And it looks like also Eplas has been doing the same. Um, so go ahead and uh, uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, you know, on the aforementioned community's uh, Twitch stuff, uh, we'll hopefully see more from everyone. Okay. And I just fixed, I just, I just kind of, Move some stuff around. I apologize for while you're reading. I'm moving stuff around. <laughs> it's not distracting at all. We'll have to play around this a little bit. Sorry about that, guys. We're trying a new format, so you know. Um, so in WoW news, um, community events, which should have been up earlier with the streaming, but that's okay. Um, a community, the next community event will be the balloon tour in WoW. More information on that in just a second. And next um, month's event will be Midsummer's Fire Festival to steal the Alliance fight. Fi- fires on sunday june 24th from 2 to 4 p.m eastern uh daylight times at server time and we'll make sure that you guys stay posted on that as we know and for more information uh the balloon tour event is on um friday may 11th starting at 11 p.m server time um it takes four people queued up for a balloon to launch on the tour so they'll be coordinating everyone to make sure folks can see which tour they want to see keep an eye out for the article on the aie website um, for more information and if you're in the um battle for azeroth wow my brain like bafta no no uh, BAFTA, <laughs> battle for azeroth beta just a reminder they have a couple of co-guilds available for you to join they're on the we're on the Savannah server on the alliance side yeah we know we don't want to spoil the story um so just hop into the LFO channel in AI Discord to ask for an invite. Yep. 
And in ESO, the newest chapter of the world of Tamriel entitled Somerset is going to pre-order and pre-release on May 21st for the PC and Mac and for everyone else, those plus PS4 and Xbox on June 5th. Yep. A lot of fun stuff coming there. But in patch news for Final Fantasy XIV, the next one, uh, 4.3, titled Under the Moonlight, will be available late May. They still haven't quite got a date yet, but they'll probably have one soon. Uh, The new 24-player raid, uh, continuing the uh, uh, Ivalis storyline, Pharos at Ridorana. I haven't practiced that one yet. Uh, There's a new 8-player trial that is still under wraps, uh, which we don't have names for. But there is a new deep dungeon. Uh, deep dungeons are the ones that just are, seem almost endless. Um, it's called Heaven on High. Uh, it's less of a deep dungeon, though, and more of a very tall tower. Uh, Heaven on High will have 30 floors of story content uh, with floors 31 through 100 as a challenge content. Uh, for those that have gone through Stormblood, the latest expansion, uh, or at least you've gone through the Doma part of Stormblood, you might remember the very large crisscross tower in the Ruby Sea. It was definitely one of the most striking uh, features there. And honestly, I've wondered when are we going to go in there? Cause it's, it, you can't build that big thing and not let us explore it. You know, that's just teasing. So they're finally got that all figured out. So we'll get to explore it. Um, in uh, related news, uh, there will be debuting a new final fantasy 14 mobile app. Um, it will feature mm. chat uh, event planners and uh, let you manage your market boards, your, your uh, uh, auction house stuff. Um, it, there are some premium features uh, for like a uh, saddlebag storage um, and the, some retainer stuff for more big storage and market board slots because your retainers can only sell so much. And of course, you thought I know they're to get more. So it makes sense that they'd go ahead and buff that a bit. It's, um, it's interesting that they're launching a mobile app that includes essentially an auction house mm-hmm. while WoW is taking their auction house mobile app down. Yeah, it is interesting because I, I have to wonder, like, if people that are only into that kind of gaming are going to be like, huh, what's that over there? And, right, yeah. Yeah, because it's the same kind of, you know, cutthroat fun <laughs> if you want, like, you know, doing that whole auction house game. It's all there for you. <clears throat> And uh, but in uh, gaming uh, game news for Final Fantasy, uh, the Namazubis tribe, aka the sentient Cashfish people, will have their own daily quest and reputation rewards, joining the rest of the Grindable Beast tribe factions, like the uh, the the Hawaiian big furry uh, owl dudes. I forget their names, and uh, you know some of the other interesting ones, like the the goblins, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, coming with them, they they are a very interesting visual visual race. They're literally a talking catfish with, for some reason, a, a cat collar bell, and they're very fond of their bells. Oh, for funny. who knows why. Um, but uh, th- that's all something to look forward to in four point three as well. Uh, they will of course be uh, expanding Areca into the ice aspect area. Uh, solo players are getting some adjustments to fare better in Areca content because it's you know not fun to go there and get cream so easily um I, I, items will be able to be withdrawn from your glamour dresser which is interesting uh this is the storage uh, for uh if you want to keep things for just glamour purposes in other words you know it's it's like the transmog system except you're you're kind of giving away an item so that you can use it for transmog uh, but apparently they're going to let you take it out again so that's interesting news um they're uh also going to be doing cross-realm link shells. Uh, link shells are, they're not quite a full guild. They're just a, 
sort of a chat channel, but it's kind of like a more inclusive chat channel. I guess kind of like how Blizzard's doing the Blizzard communities soon, or the right. WoW communities, or whatever they are. That's that's what link shells are for for Final Fantasy speak. But they're going to cool. make it so you can do a cross realm. So that'll be interesting. That's useful because there's from from time to time it's difficult for new AIE players to get into the server where we mm-hmm. play Final Fantasy. Yep. And being able to have that cross realm chat to at least get in contact and and talk to people that's going to be that's going to be very useful. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like also like Guild Wars Two, where you can be in five guilds and then just switch between the guild chats as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of helps people be in multiple communities, so it'll be cool. Yeah, yep. And if, if if you want to at least talk to the AI people, well, and you could play with us too if you're cross realm. So having that—that's what that link shell is going to let us do—is mm-hmm. still talk and play together, even if you're not fully in the guild. Yeah. And then for our top tier raiders, uh, the ultimate difficulty raid will be unleashed, um, and uh, that'll be coming in patch four point three one. Uh, this will be Ultima Weapon, who was one of the, the end bosses from A Realm Reborn, A Realm Reborn the, the first, uh, not not the pre-Calamity um, one, but the, the regular base game. Um, it's, right. uh, it, that came back all the way back in 2013, which is, you know, we've been playing this for a while. Uh, but they're, they went ahead yeah. and remade it to make it an even harder fight. So it's going to be interesting. And cool. then... Uh, there's also going to be a new four-player dungeon called the Swallow's Compass. So look forward to it, as they say. Great. All right. And in STO news, uh, need more ships? Until May the 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, Twenty percent. there's 20% off on all ships in the sea store. The ship and dry dock, uh, the ship upgrade token are also 20% off. Also, if you buy tier five ships, you'll receive a free ship upgrade token. Phoenix prize pack is back at it again until May 10th at 7 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can claim a free daily prize pack. You can also spend lithium in the lithium store to buy more prize packs for chances at some T5 and T6 ships. The free uh, daily prize pack can be picked up at the uh, Drosana station. Um, Arena, uh, Sompak has returned so until May 7th at 10 a.m. Pacific. Um, you can claim a new ground weapon if you've completed the event three times. The time is a pair of this time it's a pair of Sunkatsu. We're going to go with that. Gloves, which also sure. unlock the new appearance at the tailor. Uh, they're offering the Elite Starter Pack. Um, as, t- as STO ships away from the monthly subscription, they're introducing the new starter packs as a way to unlock some more monthly subscription rewards. The lifetime timer script- subscriptions are, of course, staying and will still be available for purchase. So no worries if you decide you want to upgrade your subscription to that. Uh, once you pick the starter pack, you'll get a new character slot, 20 shared bank slots, which are account wide, uh, 20 captain retrain tokens, increase in your credit sh- credit. Energy credit caps to two billion, and then once per character, you can re- reclaim the sea store to get uh, thirty inventory slots, sixty bank slots, and two bridge officers slots. If you have unlocked all of this from other methods, like most monthly subscriptions, you will not lose any of these perks. If you have any questions about the change, there's a great article on um, arcgames.com on the start and just search for um, Star Trek Online for the, n- the news details. And, of course, if you still want to create Delta Recruits, you have until May 17th. If you're unsure if you should recruit one, um, RSTO crew highly recommends that you have at least one on your account. 
if you can, as they are beneficial to have both a Romulan and a standard federation. Um, as Delta recruits, they're slightly different checkpoints for free accounts with, with uh, for free account wide bonuses. This works with uh, KDF as well as having its own story and unlocks account wide bonuses. Yeah, Graybog has been keeping everybody up to date on that kind of no, thing. No, really? Yeah, and there's yeah. definitely a lot Delta going on. Stuff. Yeah, I gotta, and, gotta, I gotta get back in there. I have, I have a mid level captain or, of some kind in there. Mm-hmm. But right. that crew, especially Smoke, one of our other guildies who plays a lot of Star Wars, and Greybog have been doing a ton in there, which has been pretty interesting. Yeah, and they've really been working up the uh, the Starbase. So any materials and stuff you guys can donate for the Starbase would be awesome. Yes. And speaking of Starbases and, and blowing things up, in, in in EVE, AIEU is recruiting. If you're already in the system, come back. It's time a great time to be alive. Uh, we are in the process of taking our own space and having frequent fights with our old Alliance test. And I know, Max, you talked about you're going to have to reinstall and revive your EVE captains because you wanted to take a look at that as well. Yes. So EVE has been doing quite a bit that's been pretty active in, in discord and our website you can see they've got their recruiting propaganda engine spun up which is, which is <laughs> a fun meta part of eve i always like watching that i have no idea where my my ships are i mean i have some <laughs> pilots and, and, sh- and a lot of equipment but i think it's like way back yeah like just don't three, undock three years until you ago know. <laughs> of, uh, I'm, i think i'm back in like test tour territory from three years ago Ooh. six vdt oh, so wow. That, that stuff's pretty much like just lost. It's some cost. Yeah. But I will spin it back up because <laughs> with, with these Sunday night streams, I'm I'm gonna do whatever whatever's on the podcast. And I think they're on the podcast next, aren't they? They are. They are. Yep, right. true. So then Eve is gonna get was awesome. winning Eve. I will we <laughs> we had you guys scheduled and like right after we we all we we squared that away a few weeks ago and then like right after our last show, Lang's like, "Hey, we want the next show." I'm like, "No, you can't have it." <laughs> Good answer. Yes, like no, yes. that's already scheduled. Mm-hmm. We've it's been scheduled for a while, and we wanted to make sure we got them on. You guys were just on. No, no, Sotor gets gets the first dibs there. Well, it's it's basically Star Wars weekend. Right. It is. It is totally totally. Yes. Although and, it's, it's, it's actually Star Wars month. Honestly, I, I, um, it's actually Star Wars life. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Says the one with Rebel Lines tattoo. Right. Alrighty, and then out of space, let's get back to fantasy yes. with a bit of Gold Guild Wars Two news. Um, there is a balance patch coming on May eighth, and this includes a rework of the underwater weapons and skills, which is probably needed. Uh, keep an eye out for the Guild Wars Two blog for more details. The morning of May eighth, we have a link in the show notes if you want to read more. That's another interesting one. We've got a good group of players that continues to be active in in Guild Wars. The underwater weapons. I, I remember equipping. I, I've got some sort of harpoon thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't remember it's, it's what it totally, does. It, it's it's so it's it's almost jarring if you don't know what's going on. You're, yeah, you've got your regular weapon. You uh-huh. jump in the water. All of a sudden, psh, new new set of everything. You're like, what? I'm just and underwater. Yes. And cool. you're yeah. replaced. Yeah. <laughs> so, huh. so that's probably what they're going to try to figure out. And it, it, it makes sense. You know, they give they do give you underwater weapons. Right. So right. you've got your harpoons yep. and your your spears and whatnot, and it, make, it makes sense. It's just still kind of jarring if you don't know what's going on. You're just like, I'm never going in the water again. What's going on? In there? <laughs> I, I don't. Do so. I, I I hate a Vashir so much that is a Vashir. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah. thank you. I had like, is that a Star Trek um, doctor? Um, no, no, no. Oh, yes, it is. Um, I, I dislike that zone so much that like the idea of doing something in a, an underwater zone, just like, oh, uh, no, sorry. Yep. You can, you I can get come busy to, too quickly. You can come to Star Wars then where the, the maximum yes. depth of any water anywhere on any planet is one foot. So oh, That's much better. There's, much there's better. no better. There's just, okay, there's just running on the water or dying. That works. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That, that sounds much better. Um, and, well, uh, and also unless you have the new... Um, oh, I was going to say, yeah. unless, oh. unless you're in the stronghold on Manan. That is Wait, underwater. Right? And oh. there is there is one chapter... If you stay indoors. You not get yes. anymore. The bonus right. chapter for the HK... Uh, the HK-55 bonus chapter had an underwater... Um, it did. An underwater fight. You With actually some super yeah. funky music. That was weird. It <laughs> was weird and really cool. I liked it. Oh, no. Cool. Yeah, that we got one underwater fight that. in uh, Star Wars. And speaking of games where we don't have any underwater activities, uh, Lotor. Um, <laughs> so, Lord of the Rings Online. Um, there's some great sales going on and some events coming on. Um, actually, no, not sales. So, I guess sales on kind of XP, maybe? I don't know. Uh, 25% of Skirmish Marks Weekend from uh, 10. 510-2018 to 514-2018. I apologize. I just went to work nomenclature. We didn't have to do that. Um, <laughs> loot box. <laughs> and then the following weekend, loot box weekend. So from 517 to 521. And after that, we have VIP event boosts from 524 to 529. So that's going to be Memorial Day for those in the U.S. Um, check out Lotro.com. Uh, for game news um, and looking for uh Lotor Beacon issue 50, 58, excuse me, for more, even more events. Sounds going to be busy this month. Yes. All righty. So let's get back to Max and Sima that have been so quiet during this uh, bit of news and find out what's going on in Sotor. <laughs> we, we like it when our guests are this yes. quiet during the news. It's actually amazing. It's what we strive for every time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Coming on the show, don't be quiet during the news. We want to interact. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, let's talk about it. It's all fun. Yes. Yep. But yes, Star Wars is also fun. And we Yay. have been doing quite a, quite a few things. Cheer we, join. Uh, cheer join. Cheer, <laughs> cheer join. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm totally going to cheer join this game. Yes. <laughs> um, that's my secret. I'm always cheery. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so this week. Yeah. We figured we'd talk about two things that the guild has been doing sort of as a guild has sort of everybody's been coming together in a couple of ways. And it centers around some of the new content that's in uh, one of it is conquest, as we were talking about. And Tetsumi has been, uh, been heavily involved in. And the other has been Isaacs. So I, th- I think we'll talk about gods from the machine operation and Isaacs and what our what our guild teams did for that. Um Seema, do you want to start with a rundown of, of even what gods from the machine really is and, and how we got here? So, yes, Gods from the Machine um, is an operation that's been rolling out for the last 100 years or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been getting Accurate. one boss at a time. Yeah, and the um, recently the last boss was added. And Bioware, the, the dev, I don't know if this is the dev's personal decision or if it was Bioware's decision, decided the last boss, he was going to make us work for it. So it's very difficult um, content, even on story mode, which is the easiest mode. Um, and in our game, Sotor, we don't have raid lockouts. So every time, and, and all our raid teams right now are raiding one night a week. So you have a couple hours to clear the whole instance 
up until the last boss. And then you get like one or two attempts on this last boss, which is super hard. So we've been sort of working together as a guild to share a lockout. So like the, we would go on mandatory fun night on a Tuesday night and clear a couple bosses in there. And then all the other raid teams could use that lockout to start with the third boss. So they would have more time on Isaacs and then individual teams as they cleared Isaacs, they could then share a lockout or if they got close to Isaac, they could share a lockout with the other teams. So that is basically how as a guild, all our teams beat Isaacs because for the time investment that we put in, it was really the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was it was really it was really nice how everybody was sort of coming together, sharing strategy. So for yes. people that don't remember our mandatory fun nights, this is this is the the Tuesday night open guild night. We're starting to do them in in more and more. If not, you know, ho- hopefully we'll have them in all the games at at some point. But anybody can join. It you sort of level fifteen above, and that's not even the highest level. And gear doesn't matter. And we do some open content. Well, literally, just we're not just saying gear doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? Yeah, the, because of some of the mechanics in the game, which is really nice. Yeah, that was great. But this, uh, for the past few weeks, what we've been doing is we've been using that mandatory fun night, and everybody's sort of voted, and everyone was all on board to take the whole group who was there for the mandatory fun night and just do a couple of the first bosses to start clearing some of that that uh, God's from the Sheen operation for the, our ops teams then to be able to have a little bit of a head start. And uh, everybody was on board with that. Everybody was really helpful. Uh, and beyond that, then sharing strategies and tips and, and tricks and that kind of thing, getting videos and notes posted to Discord, uh, ended up getting us to the point where all of our ops teams now have Isaacs on farm. So it's great. One of the toughest fights in in the game, and uh, it was really really fun to see that progression and get everybody sort of everybody through it. So that's and cool. that it, that's the ben- membership does have its ben- uh, benefits when it comes to things like that. Yeah, that's what a, that's what a guild's for, and uh, and that's you know that's yeah, really it's, how we all. It's kind of amazing because on previous bosses, we really would just say, "Oh, I hate it that we don't have lockout extensions." This is game. We don't have lockout extensions. Oh, poor us. And then this this time, for some reason, we got this idea. Oh, we'll just make our own lockout system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah really. And uh, and we did great. a great job with it. Yeah. I think, Congrats, I think everybody's sort of taking a break now from, from Isaac's yes. a little bit. <laughs> Although our Sunday <laughs> night ops team is in there tonight again, I heard. Great. Um, After 100 years of God's from the machine, we did a break. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's there's reasons to go back because special yeah. decorations drop and and that kind of thing. So it's not something we want to never do again. But, right. Uh, but it, and we have a we have a little gear bump happening too, so possibly that'll make it easier. Yes. Yeah. So they just so there's an extra way that gear works in in Star Wars <laughs> is inside of each piece of gear you have mods that make up the piece of gear an armoring a mod and an enhancement and then there's an extra slot which is your augment and each all four of those pieces inside of a piece of gear it sounds complicated it's not as complicated as it sounds but the the augments got upgraded new schematics are out there for augments so everybody can take the augment and all of their pieces of gear so that's extra 14 pieces and get a little bit of a stat boost so yeah, maybe, you know, maybe a few percent, maybe, maybe 5%, um, uh, pro- probably even a little bit, probably like three, three percent ish, but that's, that's always kind of useful for, for this kind of thing. Um, here I have a picture of, of Isaacs for, for people that aren't familiar. 
So Isaac's is bigger than, you know, a multi-story house. This is this is me on the on the ground looking up at Isaac's. His claws like to 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 swipe at the ground and you actually are helping an entire fleet of ships destroy him. So it's not even that you you could necessarily kill him yourself. So it's it's a pretty cool fight. It's more of a Godzilla than an Isaac's. Right? <laughs> he, he's, well, yeah. Yeah, he's got kind of a worm shape though too. That oh, picture didn't really show it. Um, yeah, let me let me or I'll, centipede I'll shape or something. He he flies and oh. he's got a long tail and he flies through the air and uh he's one of the coolest droid models that I've seen in in any game. I'm a big fan of non non-bipedal humanoid looking droids. I think right. that's a, a useless useless model for a droid, even in real life when I talk about robotics research. Um <laughs> why why constrain yourself mm-hmm. to that? Um so he is he is a very cool and unique uh unique model. Here I'll I show a couple of other although there's a pretty cool droid in the new flashpoint too. There is a very cool droid yes. in the Flashpoint. Why don't you talk about the, the new Flashpoint then, Seema? And, and yes, please. I, I, I want a deco there. of that new of that boss. I want a deco from that boss. From well, Isaac's or from the new one? No, the new one. Yeah, the oh, new one. I want him a, I want him as a companion. I want him as a mount. <laughs> you just want to run around on him. You want to hang out yeah. with him. He is so cool. I'll find a picture of him too while we're yes. Yeah. yes. Well, we already talked about Nathema a little bit, but yeah, one fight, one of the boss fights you do is this new droid that we're talking about. Um, he does have kind of a dog shape and a sort of, he's like, yeah, he's like a creature shape. Um, it's an int- it's an interesting fight. In fact, all the fights in there are pretty interesting. And then we, I went through them first on, on solo mode, which you kind of do. That's how the progress goes is you do it on solo mode while you get the story. And then you go back later with groups and do it more in a grindy fashion. And then you, the story elements don't happen there. So you don't have to like space bar through a bunch of conversations anymore. They're just not there. Huh. So you want to do the solo mode first to get the story. In fact, you have yeah. to. Um, and the mechanics when you do the solo mode are not very obvious because um, you it's just scaled down enough that you can win anyway. Uh, so then we went back in and did it on master mode. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Okay, how does this fight actually work? <laughs> well, so Max the thing and I that threw me about that that dog fight was the uh, I didn't notice at first the the people around him that were channeling stuff. I'm like, why am I not doing any damage? What am I? Oh, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the droid things. Yeah, he also, he also does this um, last yeah, starfighter yeah. starburst oh. move. Mm-hmm. where he yeah. spins around and shoots in all directions. I didn't realize until after we had done the podcast and, and done it for like the third time and someone put in, in chat that you're supposed to stand behind those probes and they can they can shield you from the, the that starburst thing. And we were just sort of <laughs> eating it and healing through it. <laughs> yeah. Line of sight, what a concept. Right? That's never happened before. <laughs> Sounds like easy mode is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like it hard because it's scarier that way. Right. So that, yeah, this Nathema is just a flashpoint. So operations are are dungeon are the raids, um, and the flashpoints are like dungeons. This was also though the the story as you were saying, Tets, the story that ends an an era. So 
everything from the start of Knights of the Eternal Throne or really back to, to thinking about the, the emperor, yeah. uh, the old Republic yeah. emperor and mm-hmm. everything that happened since then, all of that has sort of come to a conclusion and wrapped up in this last bit of content oh. for the, the Nathma flashpoint in the story that ends called the, the traitor storyline. Um, Samantha Walschlager, I think is the, is the writer who wrote at least this last bit of the story. And she did a really good job. Uh, there's there's a, some good fights, good story, and it does sort of, in some ways, reset a lot of things that have been happening over the last sort of two years in the story that took the Old Republic in a different direction that you sort of needed to step back from. You could think in, in WoW in terms of how, if you want to get back to Horde versus Alliance, you need to reset some things. You can't have everybody, you know, being part of part of one big alliance mm-hmm. and everybody be friends. You have to have a couple events that that sort of reset the playing field to to get back to a baseline that she can tell stories from again. It's going to be yeah. interesting because it's it, it is kind of similar how in this X Pack for WoW, if sort of finally, and I'm doing air quotes here, killed off the Burning <laughs> Legion. Um, right. So so that big that one big bad guy that's been around pretty much since the beginning is like not in the picture anymore. So now we're going to fight each other here in SWOTOR. It's kind of the same thing that since 2010, whatever we've been, the the Sith empire has been run by this emperor, emperor Vitiate, And then there's been all this finagling to either kill him or protect him or avoid him or not be killed by him. And he's gone now. So now we have to get a new antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did either of you were either of you thrown off by because at the very end of both times I ran the flashpoint, the very last transition at the end of the flashpoint just said, thanks for playing Star Wars, the old Republic. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that was just a, a wrap up of, of 5.9. 6. Mm-hmm. Oh is confirmed. There will be a next generation. <laughs> so, oh no, I know, I but it was a that. little unnerving. Thanks. I didn't yeah. even think that. Thanks so long and thanks for all the fish. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's the very it's the very last transition slide before you go back to Odessan. When you yeah, finish no, the flashpoint. I, I think that was just sort of the like the, the end cap on on the whole 5.0, 5.9. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of Kotet and Copy, didn't they have run credits too? Yes. That yeah. too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like we, that. Had, we didn't get any credits. Yeah, we should have gotten credits. I mean, this was not um this was just a you know, a, right. a point release, not a major expansion. Um but it would have been nice for Samantha to get her name in the sort of the lead credits. I liked it. I thought it was a satisfying <laughs> ending. It tied up a bunch of stuff. Some people might think it was way it was too tidy, but I liked it. I tied everything yeah. up, put a bow on it, and I that yeah, appeals I to my sense of order. <laughs> yes, exactly. And as I said earlier, there is a big difference if you play Imperial versus Republic and light side versus dark side. The, the choices you make in the Flashpoint matter, and they are still impactful. And there's little touches, too, if you play uh, different classes, even. Yeah. And that's a... So we won't get into that in this, because it is a little bit spoilery. Um, that, I, you know... There's been a big demand for choices that matter in mm-hmm. in Star Wars. As part of it's because Bioware has set that expectation that it's yeah. interesting when choices matter and 
people felt like in the first expansion, Knights of the uh, Eternal Empire, uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, that choices didn't matter enough. I have problems with that. So if you want to listen to last, uh, the the you know, Seema and I talked about it quite a bit in the last podcast, um, the, the problems with making choices that matter. Because, you know, imagine... Imagine a Mass Effect game and you kill a particular character in your story and someone doesn't kill it in their story and then they want to make chapter two. Mm-hmm. Well, they have they can't put that character in chapter two because for yeah. some people that character is dead. So and for some reason, oh, go ahead. I didn't mean yeah, to interrupt. No, no. I, I don't know why the concept of choices that matter has devolved into someone has to die. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That it's like so many different things You're that right. could matter. <laughs> but yeah. it just becomes can I kill so and so? Right, right. And the big well, problem I mean, with that go ahead. I was no, go saying ahead. is is one of the things about the whole, you know, deciding who lives and dies, like whenever you put two characters, like it's like speaking of bioware, you've put two characters and you have to choose between them. What you've basically done is you've killed both of them. Right. Yes. Like right. they, they are no yep. longer allowed to be important in the game because you've put them on in that choice wheel. They're they're now stuck in this weird timeline that they may live. It's like Schrodinger's character. Like they, you know, yes. they might be alive, might be dead. And exactly. Now, and I've yeah. said that. I've, said, I've used Schrodinger, the Schrodinger's <laughs> character thing, right. my, myself exactly. So when sorry. you think back to your favorite books and your favorite movies, the books that have you pick your own ending or the movies that have multiple endings aren't on your list. Well, except for Clue, but <laughs> that's maybe, I don't know, though. I might argue with you, but still, um, it's sort of like, I, I think what people want when they say, I want my choices to matter, there's a gap between what they're saying they want and what Bioware is hearing they want and what they're right. trying to deliver. And I think it's, you know, there's so many ways you can make things matter. It doesn't have to be game changing things. Right. Necessarily. Yeah. And I, I think, someone doesn't always have to die. No. Right. And I, I think that's the, that's one of the big things is if it's the decision of I'm going to keep in the storyline with this character or in my version of the story, this character is exiled from the Alliance. Then that character still exists and can still play part of the story what i didn't like is not anathema but this is earlier one of the decisions when you first land on odessan is which side are you going to ally with and then they immediately kill off the other faction leader and it's like yeah that was terrible as well that was terrible i'm like why that didn't make any sense like if you decide to romance one of your companions (laughs) or to make that same companion mad then throughout the rest of your gameplay you, that companion is either you know hugging and kissing you or turning a cold shoulder. That was a choice that mattered. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and that, that enough, was a simple right? choice. Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing is, like for instance, in in WoW, there's one quest in in Stone Talon where you basically because WoW is so linear, you end up having to bomb an Alliance Druid uh, tree and and see the repercussions that come from that. Whereas in Sotor, when you explore that you can say no we're not doing it that way or yes that's the way we're going to do it and then explore the consequences and i think you know that sort of decision of let me figure out how i want this end to occur and the consequences that come from it are more interesting than uh pick between vet and torian and more personal yes right always be torian 
So one other thing we'll touch on. I know we're going on a little bit long here for oh, you guys. Um, no, no, no. Go on. We got a late start. Technical difficulties. Yeah, no, no, please. You have We've been floor. trying to get you on here for how long? No, please, please, please. <laughs> so, <laughs> Keep talking, guys. We want this. So, so while I while I kick off the next one, I'll put the my my statue of of Isaac up here. He's got oh, there he is. huge claws, and he's a he's perched on this platform, and he's sort mm-hmm. of got like this long skinny tail that goes down, and uh, okay. he flies like a like an almost like an insect through the air. Um, it's really cool. But anyway, the other thing we wanted to talk about, which is definitely a, a really awesome guild activity in Star Wars, is something called Conquest. And what Conquest is, is a, is a weekly challenge that's both personal and guild. So here up on my screen, I have a, a list of the, the personal targets, which are point totals. And I'm trying to reach a point goal for me personally. But then there's also a, an overall guild target. And you can choose as a guild whether you go after like a small, medium, or large target. And if you reach the goal, and there's re- increasing rewards for each, and if you reach the goal, then you get some extra rewards. Um, it used to be quite a, a, a very competitive thing against other guilds. You had to, to sort of end up in the top 10 to, to count for getting the, the guild rewards. Now it's sort of if you meet the target, you get it. Um, and this is one of the changes that Tetsami was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think between us, we can sort of go around and talk about our experience with Conquest. But this is has been very fun for our guild um, the last few weeks, especially both seeing where this is going to go, going after p- personal targets, helping o- other players, you know, helping each of us um, and our peers get our personal targets, and then all of us then getting our guild targets. It's a fun sort of meta gaming system, and. <laughs> And I guess just to, to to sort of ground it ground it all, the things you do to to get your point totals are play the game, you know, yeah. do, do an operation yeah. or do a flashpoint or do some. What you're doing anyway in the game, do, and you know, little little bits of everything. And each each week is a different theme, and maybe you have to do slightly different things that week. But it's <laughs> it's it tri- tricking you into playing the game, and <laughs> if the game tricks you into having fun, you're having fun. So. <laughs> And I yeah, saw it's interesting that on the Guild Invasions tab, it actually showed like how, how everyone else is contributing on the upper upper right. Yes, and you can see that in detail on the on the Guild tab. There are some guilds that put uh, that that just do conquest, and they oh. give out prizes for the for the top contributors of of people that have contributed points that week, and cool. you know incentives, and it's all just about conquest, and everything in their guild is is about conquest. And that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah. One of the one of the big changes that impacted more than I, I think people were expecting was they really diminished crafting in the game as far as it, how it impacts conquest. It's still a part of conquest, but there were uh, times when you would see guilds like Monday. They would queue up all their crafting stuff. So when Tuesday hit, they would unlock and all of a sudden, boom, they're in first place by like a million points. And you're like, <laughs> what yeah. the heck happened? And and it was just because they were a crafting guild and they figured out, okay, well, if we have all these materials saved up, here's what we make, here's what you do on this many characters with this many level 50 companions or influence companions. And, you know, they had a whole system. So it really kind of shook that to the core and made it more competitive. What's interesting is, uh, B. Kavanaugh and Sakic have put up um, things that the larger guilds did 
that we didn't kind of know about. Like one of them is farming the little um, decos in your stronghold for materials. Um, I think it's, is it B Kevin or is it psychic that logs in like three times a day and just runs all his characters through that. And it's basically free, you know, free crafting stuff that you don't have to go onto a planet and hunt for. Um, But there's always the chance that you're going to hit the four hour lockout and then you can't use that character to farm that, uh, you know, for the, for the next four hours. So you go on to the next character. But like Max said, the, the big thing for me was it got everyone back into doing the game and not just, Oh, I'm going to queue up a bunch of crafting stuff and hit my personal goal, do my contribution and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Now it's let's go find the world boss. Let's go take part in the Gree event. Let's go, you know, do the heroic thing where we have to take down the boss in the Gree event, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It was crafting was so overpowered that especially for the weeks that were very focused on it, it didn't, didn't make sense to do anything else was pretty much mm-hmm. the, the deal, which that defeats the purpose of the system. You want, right. you want that, that incentive to do a variety of things. You want guilds going off and, and doing the theme, theme of the event. So that's why they sort of walk that back just a little it's bit. Nice I think it, it definitely seems to be encouraging the guild play as not just a group that you do, um, do group content with, but actually working together. Yeah and, yeah, and the other issue of, you know, you like it when people have to play the game and they're not just, you know, sub just to push a button and then walk away for the week. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're actually in-game, you see people doing things. I think... And uh, one thing we did... Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> so. No, I, I was going to say, the, the, the one thing that we, I didn't think we'd do with the new system, and Max and I kind of had a debate on this, was if we could hit the medium planet goal, because each your personal conquest is like 15,000 points, but to hit a medium planet, you have to do 550,000 points worth of conquest. And with a smaller guild like ours, we were kind of looking at it going, do we have enough people with enough contribution across enough characters to actually hit that goal? And this week, just everything lined up perfectly. And we completely obliterated that goal for the, uh, the pub side. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So pub pub side, we when we say pub side, we have a guild that spans both Republic and Imperial in Star Wars, which is different than some of our other games where we sort of focus on a particular faction. And there's downsides to that, but when we launched, it was such a strong desire to play both, and we all ended up having characters on both that we, you know, we went that direction. So what we do is when we do things like our open guild night and we do mm-hmm. focused on conquest. We switch back and forth and we say this week's going to be a Republic week. So this week was a Republic week and we all sort of got on our Republic characters and we went after a medium target, which was, a you know, we thought it could be a stretch and we ended up blowing it away. Um, And it was it was really fun. Um, Seema, do you want to sort of mention and I'm sure Tetsumi will have some commentary about this, but the whole spreadsheet (laughs) thing and the guildies that have been working on that for us. I think you're muted, Seema. Okay. Yes, I was it's, muted. And then I had, okay. to, I had to find my way back to the tab that had, because while Max was talking, I was looking at game stuff. But um, yeah, so B. Kavanaugh made a spreadsheet, which it, 
there's a tab for each of the different events, like Conquest is a different event each week and has different subparts. And so you can look at that spreadsheet, make a copy of it for yourself, and then use it to figure out what activities you have to do to meet your minimum target if you want to. Like, So I would use it to say, okay, I'm going to do this crafting thing. If I do it five times, how many points do I have to make after that? And what activities can I use to fill that in? And um, it's been incredibly useful. In fact, one week um, I got some points accidentally on the wrong character, like a lot of points, like 10,000 points on the wrong character. So all I had to do was go back to the spreadsheet and say, okay, my original plan isn't going to work. Let's make a new plan. And yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. B. Kavanaugh is a, a, a cool guildie of ours. He's been sort of doing some, doing some of this work on his own and doing quite a, I mean, this is not only is it a, a beautiful spreadsheet, which we all appreciate, I'm yes. sure. Explains <laughs> why Ted's in there. But, yep. but <laughs> he's had nice. to, wow. He's had to pull the, the data out of the game in various ways. He's wrote a Python script that parses XML data files that has where all of the point totals are coming from inside of the game files, um, working with some sort of the, some of the data mined public information. Um, continues to update it and and keep it keep it up to up to snuff for us. I think we're gonna try to get B Kavanaugh on the podcast before long you to talk about his process and and what he's done here. Now you're certain talking yeah, about that'd be good. <laughs> and we he all was, have yeah. Go ahead. I mean, this week we all this information was updated in the new patch, and he was at work right away. In fact, the day before, making sure the the spreadsheet was up to date with the new data points. And this is all while he's planning. I think he's about 18 yeah. days away from his wedding. Wedding. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And uh, and he's uh, he's just he's just a great guy. He's they, they he showed some engagement pictures of of him and his fiance, and they're they're very cute. So. But are they having a Star Wars wedding? I don't think so. I'm thinking though. It's 20. It's 18 days out. It's so close to the 25th. <laughs> That's true. It should be a Star Wars wedding. Yeah. Well, yeah, but um, it's so low. So one, oh, one of the oh, oh that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that he did is besides just putting the spreadsheet together, he's also given uh, given us a lot of good strategy of like, okay, here's what we, yeah. here's what you can do as a that's solo a PV, solo PVE person. Here's what you can do if you like the PVP. Here's what you can do if you're a crafter. That sort of thing. Yeah. So big big shout out to to to. Uh, B. Kavanaugh, uh, BC, who's done a ton. Zen has been one of our key contributors on the Republic Zen. side and driving sort of that that, yes. that, that focus on Republic. Um, Sakic has been, uh, he's, he's relatively new to the guild. He spent a lot of time and still contributes to one of those conquest guilds, very conquest focused, the kind of guilds that would be winning planets and putting up millions of, of points. And that's been really good insight for us just to understand the whole meta game around how that kind of guild works. And then uh, certainly shout out to Arvishet, who's one of our officers who's sort of been our, our, uh, our conquest. conquest daddy. Yeah. yeah. Our conquest, our conquest <laughs> year um, for, for quite a while. So that's been excellent. Yeah. I think Sakik said one of his guildies actually hit half a million conquest on one character this week. Like they wow. planned, I'm like, yeah. So I was like, po yeah, post patch to be able to do that—that that is quite a feat. 
Um, yeah, that's, I think the most I had on any one character was probably like 20,000, 20, yeah. 25,000, not so 500. Ap- so Atlas wants to know um, for the uninformed or for the uh, people who might have access, how do they get access or find that spreadsheet? Yes. Okay. Step one, join Step AIE. One. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> AIE-guild.org. Find us in game on the Starforge <laughs> server. Catch us on Twitter at Max the Green at AICMA. Trailer to our podcast. No, but it's it's in Discord. So Perfect. get you don't you don't have to be an AIE. We'll get you this, the access to it if you if you really want, but you should because uh, then you'll have all the updates and you'll hear what VC has to say about it. But it's pinned in Discord in the public Discord in the Swotor channel. Wonderful. Um, so it's pinned there. And I do think, Max, with the 5.9 patch, there was one thing we wanted to make sure people knew about, and that's the double um, XP, command XP stuff coming up. Uh, in progress. So yes. that's, yeah, we're we're in that right now. Double XP, double CXP, which is the command ranks, mm-hmm. and and double ship requisition. So something that not a lot of people do lately, I have done a ton in the past, is, I can I can flip to it over here, is... There's a whole sub sub game inside of Star Wars where you have fighter ships and you do PvP battles with your bombers and your and your uh, scouts, gunships, and strike fighters. PvP um, me against the asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the control system. To, there's a sort of a little little bit of a learning curve to to figure out the control system. So you will run in, just be crashing into asteroids for quite a bit and not shooting, not hitting anything because the targeting system <laughs> is sort of interesting. <laughs> so once you know, once you uh, get through the the dozen or so matches it takes to acclimatize yourself, um, you you could be doing Starfighter. But there's bonuses to that in the, in this process as well. Um, so if you're looking to level up a character, now is a great time. How long does this, this go? It's only like three three or four more days, though. Wasn't it just a week of double XP? But there's other ways to get boosts and and be be leveling relatively quickly these days as well. Um, and as we said, even though the levels go all the way up to 70, by the time you're level 50, which you really could do in just a few days, uh, you're ready for all of the endgame content with the guild because... You don't need any gear. There's no real gear grind for the the tier of content that we do. Um, it's uh, it's all good times from there. Sounds like fun. Yes. All Did I miss anything, Sima? No. I think, I I covered... think we've I think we've Star Wars our way to the end of our section here. Great. <laughs> well, thanks for those some really wonderful news. Thank you so yes. much. It's very, very interesting, very tantalizing. I'm definitely I've I've been trying to load the, the client all all podcast and it still wants to verify <laughs> and, and reorganize everything for me. So it's it's really does a lot of reorganizing. Yes. I yes. like to reorganize. Yeah, yeah. If only I could reorganize my closet while it's doing <laughs> that. That I can help you with that. If only you could see the rest of this room you can't see behind my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it when I reorganize my closet and I get it all put back together, it looks exactly the same? <laughs> you know what he, so you know how Ted is really well known for his organize for his spreadsheets? Yes. Yes. My side of the closet's Okay, my three fourths of the closet is kind of like <laughs> is the same way where everything is like color coded in in sections and yeah, it's bad. Good. Well, that's I admire that. 
I I have a clothes problem, so I kind of it, it needs to be that way. Uh, it's it's actually the color coding thing is also very common because Mrs. Mew does the same. If you yeah. look at her side, you see it, it's all a rainbow. It's very very visually pleasing. Yeah. honestly. My mine is by ty- mine is types of clothes are together and then they're color coded in within those types. Nice. That's wow. excellent. I'm, I'm, start- I'm highly impressed. <laughs> I have too many clothes. Asked Tet. Literally, he has. When I say three fourths, I mean seven. It's like seven eighths of the clothes. <laughs> I have. I have the upper rack of one thing and a little shelf over here for other stuff and some place for my shoes on the floor and everything else is hers. So, yep. Because <laughs> McCullough has a clothing that's problem. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for joining us in Clothing Podcast. We didn't even get into transmog. Yeah, but that has been our show for tonight. So while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to definitely thank Max and Seymour for joining us and bringing us all kinds of fun information. It was yes. a blast. Thank you for having us. Yep. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you very much. And uh, anyone who is uh, listening in the chat room, certainly stick around. It'll take us a few minutes to get reset, but we'll start the the stream and give you physical tours of, of the spaces. Hopefully, Mew, you can get logged in by then and come uh, hang out. One day, one day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, guys, if we wanted to find you guys on Twitter or out and about, where can we do that? Yeah. So me, I'm at Max the Gray. And our podcast is is at twitch.tv slash new overlords was, was the, old, uh, the old name for the base for our podcast. We'll probably also sort of start having it hosted since it's an AIE podcast on the Twitch channel. So you could look there and uh, uh, newoverlords.com is where you can sort of find the feed to the MP3 and the iTunes links and that kind of thing too. Awesome. Um, and if you guys have and questions, Seema, I'm sorry. Seema, Seema, where can we find you, darling? You can, you can uh, technically find me on Twitter at AIE Seema, but, I really am not a Twitter head. So, so you can commit game. Look, look, look her up. Yeah. In game. I, I do have it. If you mention me specifically, mm-hmm. it'll come to my phone. So I, I, I will try not to ignore you if you uh, do mention me, but yeah. Seema always has interesting alerts for but, yeah. DM. So if you want to light up her phone, DM but can, Seema. can you tweet out pictures of Max the cat? You know what? Oh, yes. I oh, I definitely will do that. Oh, good. Well, okay. I, I, I want to oh, meet Max the cat. Maybe I'll put some in um, Discord. Yes, there we please. go. Uh, that's a great idea. All right. And if you guys have questions or comments about our show, please email us at the podcast at aie-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. We uh, send out show alerts as soon as, um, usually Sunday nights, uh, right before we're about to begin, um, about an hour beforehand also. Uh, the Mew is at the Mew Cow because evidently Mew Cow was taken. Um, I am at uh, Cyberwave. And Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. Uh, we record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play with us um, on our website at aie-guild.org podcast-live-stream and in our Discord server, which is bit.ly AIE podcast Discord, which is what we use for our chat room. By the way, chat room, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for joining along tonight. Our theme was confo- composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE member segments, including 
Yay, we got an alt itis from Mew Cow. That guy. That guy. <laughs> but next time, we'll be talking to Hoots and Lank and Eve. So, until then, AIE, this is Mew Cow. This, this is Makala. This is Tetsemi. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCow, your guide in treating a common gamer condition called Altitis. Unless you've learned engineering on every alt, let's discuss gearcraft professions. In Legion, the leatherworking, tailoring, and blacksmithing professions took a bit of a hit on their usefulness. The gear these professions make is easily outclassed the moment you hit max level, and can't be worn until then anyway. The only usefulness these gear pieces serve at this point in the expansion is their transmog looks. They are each worth getting to max profession level once, for things like mounts and toys, but you can drop the profession afterwards. They also all have collectible toys and other novelties, such as pet toys and the occasional social consumable, but their popularity doesn't match that of engineering items of similar make. Most of these consumables are also tradable, leaving little use of holding onto that profession beyond losing the time and effort getting there. It wouldn't hurt to have your less active alts keep one of each of these professions, though, in case the next expansion changes things for the better. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitis.net, and show notes can be found on our website, altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your altitis. Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.